Hey there, this is Andrew bringing you another Keyforge deck reveal and review. This uh, I'm just going to do one deck in this video, but this is uh, this is a two-player starter, which I've, I've opened on a video before, so I'm not going to do the whole thing. Um, but uh, this was on, I guess, clearance, definitely sale at Target. Um, and, uh, and I know some people don't like to see people buying from Target. Um, I totally get that, um, and I, I do like to support my local store in a variety of ways, but, um, including, including by buying stuff from them, uh, but this is a really good deal, and my plan, here's those tokens, is, you know, I'm opening these decks, and then I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to take a couple of my like mediocre decks that are pretty closely matched and throw them in the box and give it away to a coworker. Um, so that way uh, I am making sure it gets into the hands of a potential new player, promoting the game that way. Um, I get, you know, it ends up being like 350 a deck. So that's pretty crazy. Um, I get to burn through some decks but I also get to promote the game a little bit and, you know, and hopefully some of those people convert to players that are showing up to LGS and, and uh, other stuff. So anyway, that's the plan. We'll see how it works out. Um, so yeah, this is going to be a Worlds Collide deck, of course, as you can see. And let me see if I can slip it out without myself looking at the houses here. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, there we go. So this is Ken Dark Hell Ringleader. Uh, well, Dark Hell makes me think it's going to be Dece. Ringleader makes me think maybe Shadows. And Ken, who, who knows? Um, I'm going to say Logos. I'm going to say D Shadows, Logos, which in Coda is like the trifecta. Oh, I didn't get any of them right, of course. Uh, <laughs> that's amazing. Okay, so this is Star Alliance, Bromnar, and Untamed. And... <laughs> not any of the three houses that I guessed. Uh, it is difficult to be so wrong. And um, the thing, you know, I... I think my typical hit rate on guessing based on the name is something like I'll get one house. That's very typical for me is to get one house right. Um, but... That's not good. You know, that's not very impressive at all. <laughs> um, I think flipping a coin, I could do better. All right. Uh, so, okay, Brobner. We have a Laka. This, uh, I was explaining in the, in the last video I recorded, a Laka's great because um, she lets you do Brobner things on the, on the turn that you play, uh, which I think is something that's been missing in World... is less of in Worlds Collide Brobner. So anytime I see these, like, do-stuff-now effects, I'm happy. Um, so she's a four-power giant and says if you have used a creature to fight this turn, a lock enters play ready. We have a Ganger Chieftain, more do stuff right now. Uh, five-power giant with you may ready play, you may ready and fight with a neighboring creature. We have a Warrior's Refrain, which is an action with a bonus amber that stuns each creature with power three or lower. That's funny, all three of these cards were in the last deck I did, but they were, like, Warrior's Refrain was pretty deep in because I had so many creatures, so we'll see how this turns out. Fire Breath. 
is an upgrade with a bonus amber, gives a creature plus three power, and before fight, deal two damage to each neighbor of the creature this creature fights. I like to see that. We have two of those. That's nice. If you, they do stack, so if you put them both on the same creature, you're going to have a plus six power creature that deals two damage to each neighbor of the creature it fights. Uh, I don't know how these stack. Like, in other words, I think, intuitively, I would say that the you trigger one effect and then the other. Um, so if you're, like, let's say you're fighting a creature and it has two daughters on each side of it, I think, you know, I would think that you would kill all four of them, right? Because you would deal two to each neighbor, they would die, the others would come in, and then you'd do two to them. But I, I actually suspect that the way it would be ruled is that it's all dealt simultaneously, so you would uh, just deal four damage to each neighbor. That is how uh, Hazardous and Assault work. Hazardous and Assault just stack, so two instances of Hazardous 3 is just a Hazardous 6. It's not two separate Hazardous 3s. Um, but that's a good question for judges, uh, and I don't know the answer. Uh, okay, Gargani Scrapper is a three-power giant with alpha, uh, so you have to play it first thing on your turn. And when you play it, if you have three or more amber, you deal three damage to an enemy creature. It's okay if it can fire off, although then you're just, you just have a three-power creature. It's not amazing, but, um, but yeah, we'll see. Gravel Guts is a 5 power giant. This is after an enemy creature is destroyed fighting it. You give it 2 plus 1 power counters. Um, so it can grow and grow. 5 is a little low to start with. Maybe throwing a Fire Breath on it early would do a lot of good for it. Oh, we have a little Rapscal. Uh, this is a 2 power goblin with Elusive. And it says creatures must fight when used if able. Um, yeah, that's that can be annoying. Although, you know, if we get Fire Breaths on the right things, it, it, might, it might be good. Then we have Ogopogo, a 6 power giant that says after it attacks and destroys a creature, you may deal 2 damage to a creature. Again, great thing to put Fire Breath on. Ooh, we have Igon, who is terrible. <laughs> I aptly, the upgrade is aptly named, but uh, still cool. Uh, Igon the Green is a 4 power giant with destroyed Purge Igon the Green. Return an Igon the Terrible from your discard pile to your hand. So when this gets destroyed, you purge it, and then you pull Igon the Terrible out of your discard pile to your hand. Now, because it'll do as much as you can, if it's not in your discard pile, you just purge Igon the Green, and, and that's fine. Uh, anyway, Igon the Terrible will come up soon. That's a special that comes with Igon the Green, who's a rare. The Floor is Lava is an artifact with a bonus amber that says at the start of your turn, deal one damage to a friendly creature and one damage to an enemy creature. This is great for plinking wards. And actually, I think this might work okay with the little rapscal. You plink one damage on the little rapscal early, and then at some future turn, if you're like, okay, I actually want to have a turn where I reap out, you just finish off the little rapscal, even on like a Star Alliance or Untamed turn, and then you can do all your reaping stuff. So that could be pretty good. And then here's Igon the Terrible. It's an eight power giant. Uh, when you play Igon the Terrible, if Igon the Green has not been purged, you destroy Igon the Terrible. So, um, in other words, the, the way it works is if if Igon Igon the Green has to be in your has to be purged. So you have to get Igon the Green on the board and get him destroyed in order to be able to play Igon the Terrible. 
Um, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, and then when I got on the terrible fights, you steal one amber. So that's cool if you can do it. Uh, I don't know. It's a lot to pull off. It's a two-card combo, which is already iffy. And then it's slow, unless you have the Ganger Chieftain in your hand. So I just think it adds up to not great. But sometimes I'm wrong. Uh, okay, Starlights. We have Chief Engineer Walls. That's a two-power human with Elusive. And Play Fight Reap, you may return an upgrade or robot card from your discard pile to your hand. That's cool, because we have the Fire Breath, so I uh, wouldn't mind that. Cloaking Dongle, another upgrade. Gain, uh, it's an upgrade with a bonus amber that gives this creature and each of its neighbors elusive. Oh, that could be really annoying with the little rapscal because now they're going to have to do even more work to fight stuff. Uh, wouldn't mind having something taunty to put the little rapscal next to, even. Calm Officer Kirby is a three power human with play, fight, reap. You may play a non-Star Alliance artifact upgrade or action card this turn. That is pretty good with the walls and the fire breath because it means we can like return the fire breath and play it on the same turn if we have both walls and Kirby. We have Lieutenant Karkar, uh, who's a five power alien in hand you hand with taunt and hazardous three. So there's my taunt. Okay. With two of those. All right. Three of those. Okay. Wow. Um, I mean, this is good with the Brobnar, right? Because we're getting more board control. Um, yeah, and again, if I can, I'm really happy if I can protect the little Rapskull and make it so that my board control is uh, controlling my opponent, actually. We have Light of the Archons. That's an upgrade with a bonus amber that gives a creature plus one power and plus one armor for each upgrade attached to it. We have three other upgrades, so this is good. Lay of the Land is an action with a bonus amber. It says, look at the top three cards of your deck and put them back in any order. Draw a card. All right, that's fine. Nurse Soto is a three-power human with Deploy and Play, Fight, Reap. Heal three damage from each of Nurse Soto's neighbors. Uh, that's good for maybe healing up your Karkars, your Brobnar creatures. Yeah, interesting stuff. Stunner is an upgrade with a bonus amber, another upgrade here, and it gives a creature uh, fight reap. You may stun a creature. It's nice that it's may, because that means if, if your opponent doesn't have anything on the board, you don't have to stun your own creature. Uh, but yeah, this is even more like control, you know, turning board control into not letting the opponent do stuff. <gasps> we have Captain Val Jericho, a five power human leader, who says during your turn, if Captain Valjerico is in the center, that's the, the leader mechanic, is in the center of your battle line, you may play one card that is not of the active house. Oh, so good if we can if we can get her in the middle and keep her there. Um, I really want to protect her with those car cards if I can get her out. Oh, that's great. Okay. Oh my gosh, two vowels. I like this deck. So, uh, Val is one of a few leaders. So not all leaders are good to have two of. Be I mean, obviously, two of means you're going to get to it earlier, you're going to have a chance, a better chance of getting it in the middle, but if it's these and you put them next to each other, only one of them can be in the center of the battle line, right? Because you have to have an odd number of creatures for there to be a center. Uh, so if you have five creatures, only one Zenzi can be in the middle. If you have four creatures, neither Zenzi's in the middle. So anyway, only one Zenzi can be in the middle, so you can only increase your hand by two, your hand size by two. Val, though, uh, is different because if you have a Val in the middle, then you play an off-house 
creature like this. Uh, actually, so let's we have let's say we have this vowel in the middle. So I play an off-house creature, and then I play an in-house creature. Now, so this vowel was in the center, but now this vowel's in the center. So now I can play another off-house card. Right? So, um, so you can manipulate your vowels, you can move the vowels around and get extra value, potentially. Um, and plus, it's such a good card for burning through your deck. I, yeah, I'm really happy about this. Sorry, I'm gushing a little bit, but I, vowels great. I'm happy to see you too. Okay. Um, I have one other deck with two vowels, and it's very fun. Um, yeah, okay, so let's go to Untamed. We have a Harmonia. That's a two-power human witch with Elusive. It says, after you play a creature, if there are more enemy creatures... Oh, sorry, just back to the vowel. The other great thing that's... The other thing that's great about the vowel is Kirby. You can, like... Kirby lets you play a non-Star Alliance card, right? But Val just lets you play something that's not of the active house. So if you, uh, let's say you use Kirby on your Brobnar turn uh, somehow, then uh, you you get to play a non-Star Alliance card, which the only way that helps you is if you have an untamed action, right, in this deck. But Val just says anything that's not of the active house. So uh, so on our Brobnar turn, if we can get Val in the center, we can play a Star Alliance card or an untamed card. Alright, so, yeah, Harmonia, two power, human witch with elusive. After you play a creature, if there are more enemy creatures than friendly creatures in play, that's probably not going to be the case much with this deck. You gain an amber. We have a key charge, that's cool. Uh, it's an action, when you play it, you lose an amber. If you do, you may forge a key at current cost. Fun fact, we have three ways to be able to use this on a Star Alliance turn, and two ways with the vowels that we might be able to use this on a Brahminar turn. So, uh, lots of potential there. I think I might like to see some uh, ghost talks in here, although the only really, yeah, we didn't have a lot of reap effects, but I still wouldn't mind seeing some ghost talks. We have a Rusnar, ooh, that's really nice with the Brobnar. It's a four power beast insect with fight, destroy an artifact. If that artifact had an amber bonus, you gain that much amber. The only artifact I think we have is the floor is lava. And it does have an amber bonus, so. But that does mean that if you like having the floor is lava out, and you have your Rusnar, uh, and there's no other artifacts, you need to not fight with the Rusnar, or only fight if you can have it die. By the way, uh, one upgrade I would love to get in this deck is uh, Instrument of Silence. That'd be so good with the way the Star Alliance and Brobnar are. Ooh, that'd be great. Okay, Tantadlin is a nine-power tree that only does two damage when fighting, but after it fights, you discard a random card from your opponent's archives. And by the way, importantly, that only deals two damage with fighting. It's not like a minus seven from its power, right? So if you put the Fire Breath on it, it'll, it'll, it'll deal the damage before fighting, but it'll still only do two damage when it fights. Uh, unnatural Selection, that's gonna be iffy, because we have a lot of board state. Uh, it's an action with a bonus amber, and when you play it, you choose three friendly creatures and three enemy creatures. You destroy each other creature. So, very iffy. Uh, I hope I only have one. Oh, I have two. I'm not happy about having two. Let's hope there's no... Okay, not three. Um, it's iffy. Just, again, we probably are controlling the board. It's probably going to get discarded. Uh, no, maybe not, but very likely. Of course, it, 
usually if if it's close like if we have four creatures it's probably worth playing and uh and we can just manipulate things so that we benefit unsuspecting prey is an action that deals two damage to up to three undamaged creatures that's good our only real like our spot damage in this deck so far is the is the brobnar fire breaths and maybe the was there a garganta scrapper in here i thought there was yeah, maybe the Garganti Scrapper. Um, so Unsuspecting Prey is going to help with that. Gebuk is a 5-power beast with Destroyed. Discard the top card of your deck if it's a creature. After Gebuk leaves play, put that creature into play in Gebuk's position in the battle line. And that's, I think there's enough creatures in here. We'd probably get value out of that. I don't love Gebuk, but in this deck it's probably fine. Grasping Vines is an action with a bonus amber that returns up to three artifacts to their owner's hand. That's good, uh, along with the Rusnar. That's pretty decent artifact control we got going on. Two Grasping Vines. That's great artifact control now. Wow. Th oh my gosh, three Grasping Vines. And on, with the Kirby and the Vals, we can possibly use the Grasping Vines on our Star Alliance and Brobnar turns. That is That could be brutal against artifact decks. And against non-artifact decks, that's at least, you know, get the bonus amber, so it's fine. And then lastly, we have the Feathered Shaman, which is a two-power human witch with Elusive, and Fight Reap ward each of the Feathered Shaman's neighbors. Uh, that's good. That's especially nice with the, you know, this could make the unnatural selection work okay. Interesting. So I feel like, the like is often the case in Worlds Collide, the Untamed is the house that's really letting me down here. Um, but it's not terrible. And the three Grasping Lines is, is awesome. I'm really happy about the two vowels, and I think there's a chance we just don't go untamed very much, right? We try to play through our untamed cards on our Brobnar and Star Alliance card turns. Uh, most of them are actions anyway, so we're kind of burning through those. Meanwhile, we're taking Star Alliance and Brobnar turns to control the board and generate Amber and get a win. Uh, yeah, that's interesting and fun. Any two vowel deck is going to be fun at the very least. And I think this has potential. Um, I am a little slightly sad not to see like a Chan or Tabor in Star Alliance so that I could use those Brobnar creatures on the Star Alliance turns, but uh, I still think it's pretty good to get to play things out so much. Uh, yeah, so that was Ken Darkhell Ringleader. Hope you enjoyed it and that you'll get out there and forge some keys.